Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, welcome, welcome home. Typically, I have a guest each week, but I felt inspired to connect with you more intimately today. As much as I love celebrating others and introducing them to you, I wanted to bring attention to you, to celebrate you this time and the powerful teacher, healer, love catalyst, and rebel humanitarian that is sitting inside of you. This episode is intended to be an offering to your heart, mind, and soul, while also being an impetus to rise into your highest self while you've been given the time to do so. We've all been asked to stay home, and there is great symbolism in that. For now, I'd like to ask you simply to receive. My insight was that the most supportive way to empower you during this downtime is in prompting you with inquiry so that you may focus inward for your own answers. So today I'm going to take you through some thoughts, some philosophies, some meanderings of my own soul and spirit, while also prompting you with some contemplations, some inquiry, some points that you might choose to journal on. I hope you'll let each point serve to take you home. Your answers are inside of these questions. So be fully present Put everything away and be open to receive the insights, the prompts, and the contemplations. You don't need to take notes as this will be archived and you can listen repeatedly or in sections to deepen into each stage that's going to be discussed. There's so much swirling about outside, inside. They come up like clouds of confusion or rising storms, tears that possibly rain down or breakthroughs of clarity. My perspective reflects appreciation around what's occurring. I want to open you up to a new version of PTSD. Because what you're experiencing right now is a little bit of the old form of post-traumatic stress disorder. But what we also have available to us right now is a new form of PTSD, which is proactive transformational social distancing. This higher expression of PTSD potentially awakens all of us to a greater version of ourselves if we're really unwilling to embrace this time. So if what I share resonates, let it sink in. If it does not, then breathe it in, breathe it out, and let it go. There are many, many gifts in this time of social distancing, so many that you won't realize them until after it's over. So I want you to begin by considering this. At the base of all things is a spiritual foundation, one of ease or dis-ease. Nature has a way of cleansing and balancing itself. Just as in the wild, the process of natural selection overrides all plans. This moment does feel like nature making space, clearing and balancing. Nature's neutral in its selection. It doesn't judge. It operates as a whole, not the individual parts. The body of life is clearing toxins, which have been floating around through the minds, hearts, and life expressions known as us. The concepts of dulling, death, and winter are not always embraced, but all of these things support aliveness, life, and new birth. We're in a phase of deep transformation, which is facilitated by purification and cleansing. There's an opportunity for great change. It's present individually and collectively while also socially and globally. Times like these are not really for the mind to understand. They are of a cosmic proportion. And I can tell you that life is not always fair, but it is balanced. This is one of those balancing times. There is a bigger picture, one that we cannot fully fathom. So sit with these contemplations. What better way for life to gently and compassionately heal than to physically isolate everyone so they must be with themselves, hear themselves, see and acknowledge their lives, their words, their thoughts, and their actions. What greater way to discipline us back toward inner connection, that of source, and each other? 
What more powerful way to illustrate the fine line between reality and illusion, sanity and insanity, giving and receiving, the virus and the cure? What more collective way could life orchestrate shifting our systems and structures from how they used to operate into being social enterprises that collaborate, share, and co-create? What better way to get grown-ups in government, between countries, and in family systems to stop bickering and start cooperating? As you deepen, I want you to breathe and think about yourself, your life, what's been roaming through your body and your mind. When did you pray for the world to stop for just a day, a week, or a month so that you could catch up, clear, rest, or have a reset? Can you take what's been given and watch what you do with it? How you handle this says a lot about how you handle everything. What are the thoughts that are rising right now? What are you feeling or not feeling during this time? What are you doing or not doing? What aspect of personal life experience is asking to die? What beliefs? What identity? What fantasy? What insecurity or lie have you been carrying that no longer serves you? Take a deep breath. And another. And another. Welcome home. There's an innate intelligence moving through all things, even a virus. Trust that. Life is smart enough to use whatever we create for our next best step. Conspiracy theories or not, deep state or darkness, virus from bats or engineered, even these things are utilized in life's grand and divine plan. Life will use everything at its disposal to achieve its end of balancing nature's energy. You see, there can be no wrong, only the judgment of such. Be present to your fear, panic, depression, rage, greed, and oppression. And also to your love, your compassion, your kindness, your heartbreak, and the hope that authentically unfolds. Much of what occupied your mind, time, and energy prior to this time of social distancing has been ego and identity-based. Those preoccupations are minuscule within the grand scheme of life. The gift that is present supports your return to a more natural state, which is quite opposite the human condition. You're likely not even aware of the degree to which you've been conditioned. So I ask you again, what better way for life to gently and compassionately heal than to physically isolate everyone so they must be with themselves, hear, see, and acknowledge their lives, words, thoughts, and actions. You've been gifted a time of presence, space, rest, and devotion. This is an opportune moment to do your inner work. How do you do that? Feel your feelings. Clear through your viruses of the mind. Notice the sensations of the body and what they're revealing to you. Let go of the resentments and anger that has been long held. Discover your lost dreams, your longings, your desires, and the needs that would create greater fulfillment. Listen to the voice within and connect to your soul and your source. Connecting vulnerably and intimately with your heart and soul, offer the art of you, which rises out of the part of you that has been ignored, abandoned, and dismissed. You are an art form. This spiritually disciplined moment has put you in a corner to look at how you have created your life thus far, how you've engaged in relationship, and how you have contributed to the world's collective experience. How might this time of social distancing serve you? Have you ever silently wished the world would pause? If so, why? 
What would you have wanted to do during that pause? And if all things serve a greater good, how is this virus serving the greater good? For you, for your family, for your country, for the world. Watch how your human self wants to go in the direction of fear. And tap into your higher self that says, no, look at the way of love. How are you embracing or resisting your inner work at this time? Again, I invite you to breathe deeply and breathe again. And this time, inhale and exhale and let that breath go all the way down to your big toe and back out. Welcome home. Right now, life is lovingly disciplining its children. We are being parented. We have been placed in a timeout, and we must sit in our corners and think about what we've done to create the world we live in. What we do next has the potential to create the heaven on earth we all dream of. I ask you again, what greater way to discipline us back toward interconnection, that of source and that with each other? There are closures that are being exhibited to us externally. This too is a sign and a symbol. This is how the world is speaking to us at this time. This period of isolation is a chance to reset your life experience and bring closure to things internally and externally, both within yourself, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and within your physical life experience. In doing so, you discover how you are an interlocking piece of a collective puzzle. You see, you can be the change in the world you wish to see, and you can do it from your couch, your living room, your mind, and your heart space. When chaos is present, the best thing to do is to do more nothing. Your presence to all that is stirring within you is enough. Your presence is enough. What will likely rise first is fear. As you sit, as you feel, as you contemplate, you will start to feel fears around jobs, health, security, and money. And as this fear builds, you're going to feel the frustration and the anxiety and the anger. It will be visceral. It will be chaotic inside your mind, and it will feel like a frenzy inside of your body. It might erupt as impatience if you are around other people in your home. But your task is to simply feel and to listen to the stream of thoughts, your belief systems, which happen to be your conditioned responses. Your conditioned responses. You see, this is what you project onto your future and onto the other. These are your projections that you place into every sphere of your life unconsciously when there's not a time to be present. As you move through these feelings, you're going to begin to sense another set. And it's going to come in like a low wave vibration an undercurrent of depression or loss or sadness and grief. And they'll seem related to the things that you're currently connected to, such as graduations that might not be happening or weddings that now are having to be postponed, vacations that were cut short or couldn't take place, simple everyday outings, being able to see people, birthings that you're missing, creations that have been stalled, The inability to really see and touch and feel friends or family or simply what it feels like to be normal. There is a melancholy and a sadness and a grief and a loss that takes place around these things. And it has to be felt. However, I want you to understand that this melancholy and heartbreak, in fact, even this time, is an echo of earlier moments that are embedded within your physiology. We are simply being given a time to feel 
the reminder and the remainder of what rests inside each of ourselves, laying within our body, controlling our lives. So as you sink into the many feelings that surge within you, take notice of what's been buried within. This current experience is designed to trigger that embedded cellular cellular memory. That is the PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder that is suddenly occurring within everyone right now. That anxiety, that depression, that angst, that's the post-traumatic stress. It illustrates as the fear, the unease, and the discomfort. You're not going to be able to escape it right now. You won't be able to get busy enough or distract yourself long enough. Your long-held memory of safety, loss, aloneness, and grief is being triggered inside of you and knocking at your door. So don't try to avoid these feelings or rush to connect through social media or project your emotions onto those around you. Instead, deepen into them and receive the wisdom that they offer. Breathing into and acknowledging these spaces will allow embodied release and improved well-being. Reframe the post-traumatic stress disorder into proactive transformational social distancing. Proactive transformational social distancing. Remember, heaven on earth is created one deep cleansing breath at a time. So take the time to see what post-traumatic stress symptoms you are occurring, that are occurring within you and that you're noticing on a daily basis, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. What do you find yourself escaping into rather than feeling? Is it social media, television, work, alcohol or other substance, sleep? And what have you suppressed regarding issues around safety, loss, loneliness, and grief? And deepen into each of these. Take another deep breath. And another. And this time, allow that breath to not only go all the way down to your toes, but imagine it impacting each cell and organ along the way. Welcome home. Have you noticed what is beginning to happen? As you frantically follow the news, are you also tuning in to the good that is occurring? Do you see the spirit of generosity that is birthing? Do you notice the changes in the air? Are you aware of the innovative ways individuals are sharing, caring, and cooperating? Generosity and caring are growing even despite social distancing. You know why? Because life knows how to evolve. What powerful ways do you see the earth changing? How do you see hearts and minds opening? Feel into how the energy of connection is birthing through the mask of our quarantine. To help us move out of our prior invisible distancing, we once created through technology, status, and clicks in order to isolate. This time is somehow connecting us. Social media seemingly connected us, but now there's a distinctive, more engaged heartfelt approach and realness that is expressing through many individuals. There's a vulnerability and a way of connecting to collaborate and cooperate that is visibly present. I imagine it's been a long time since parents and children have spent this much time together. Schooling in traditional institutions are are learning how to evolve into new methods of distance learning. Businesses are finding innovative ways to reach people. College students are not only picking up groceries for the elderly, but many are also paying for them when required. Did you know that the smog has cleared over China since the quarantine? Were you aware that waters in different regions are clearing of their debris and murkiness due to the lack of our interference? And would it inspire you to hear that the dolphins have returned to Venice after a very long period away? There's a lot more going on here. 
and Mother Nature knows how to take care of itself. So as you look at how the world is clearing and purifying by putting us in our place, what ways can you support our earth in sustaining and flourishing after this is all over? By recycling, conserving water, reducing waste, creating less toxicity physically and emotionally? How can you be healthier, drink more water, eat better, exercise more, and keep up with the daily practice of inner work, meditation, and prayer? How might you reach out to someone, call, write a letter, video chat, hold them in your heart and mind with presence during your meditations? How can you move from I to we? How can you share more, collaborate, co-create, and commune with others? I invite you to breathe that in deeply. To breathe in connection. To breathe in collaboration. To breathe in service. And let that ground into every cell and organ of your body. Welcome home. When the body is sick, it knows how to heal. When attacked, the immune system sends out an army to battle the foreign invader. It only makes sense that the living body of Earth would defend itself against an invader. Right now, we're clamoring about a pandemic that threatens so many with little regard as to how we might have created it. Have you ever considered that nature might be defending itself? Life knows what it's doing. It's very aware of how to fight a virus, a disease, or an enemy. This particular time could actually be nature's immune system fighting back. Newsflash, we are the virus. Humanity in our human conditioning and in the way that we treat the rest of this planet. It is possible that we are the very virus that nature is fighting. If you look at history, there is a repetition and a rhythm of outbreaks. Human beings tend to be vastly affected by them on a regular basis. Right now, we are concerned with what this experience is seemingly doing to us But we're not considering what we keep doing to each other and the earth. We are the disease of this planet. We waste, destroy, kill, pollute, and blatantly disrespect this amazing ball of aliveness. We butcher forests in addition to animals, fish, and people. We dump our waste into sacred waters along with pollutants, opioids, and toxins. We fill our skies with black soot, heavy smoke, and chemicals. Why wouldn't a living biosphere fight back? We have become a little arrogant in these times, a bit entitled and very asleep. What more collective way could life orchestrate shifting our systems and structures from how they used to operate into being social enterprises that collaborate Share and co-create. What better way to get grown-ups in government between countries and in family systems to stop bickering and start cooperating? What more powerful way to show us our dominance, hunger, and shadow nature? But we are slowly changing. Right now, notice how outdated systems are beginning to crumble and new ways of social institutional inclusion are awakening. Companies are co-creating for the greater good. Politicians are actually starting to come together to serve the people. Quarantines are forcing us to conserve our resources, simplify our needs, and slow down our footprint. Our ways of looking at money are also beginning to change. You might have noticed that there's a subtle sense of security that you didn't realize exists, even despite what the illusion is showing you around money, job loss, and economies halting. Alternative ways of exchange have already started to birth. 
New collaborations will facilitate the hierarchy of the world in flatlining so that people stand side by side rather than on a ladder of self-importance. In viewing one another as equals, our egos have to step back and our humanity will take the lead. We are a change in. Contemplate, journal, and meditate. Is there any valid reason for criticizing another? which makes sense. Is there any justification to condemning any other that is actually sane? Is there any reason to judge another, especially when every judgment is only a projection of self-judgment? Instead of wasting time and energy on criticism, condemnation, and judgment, how can you celebrate, embrace, and love more? your friends, your family, your frenemies, how can you celebrate them? Love them and love them hard. Breathe in to that essence within you. The essence of forgiveness, the essence of celebration, the essence of inclusion and unconditional love. Allow that to embody every cell an organ, each thought and expression. Deeply breathe in and breathe out. Oh, welcome home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. I imagine all people are like Dorothy, swept up by a tornado of thought and whisked away. You are here to find your yellow brick road. The yellow spiraled road symbolizes your journey towards personal power, purpose, and peace. In the land of Oz, Dorothy meets her mirrors and companions of Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion. Dorothy fell asleep, imagining she had been whisked off to a strange world, and all she wanted was to go home. Scarecrow was seeking a brain that held all of the answers, and Tin Man Well, he desired a heart that allowed for every feeling. And then there was Cowardly Lion, who sought courage so not to live fearfully in hiding. Toto represented the constant presence of unconditional love. You see, Oz was a place of illusions, dual in nature. And in this magical place, Dorothy was meant to discover herself, however she would have help. The wizard, a small, insignificant self that portrayed a false image of something grand, well, he depicted the ego. And Glenda the Good Witch, who brought hope and magic and mysticism, was the reflection of the higher self. And that wicked witch of the West, well, she represented the shadow nature, angry, hungry, and green with envy, while her winged minions illustrating the terrorizing, flighty monkey mind. You are Dorothy, as well as every character in The Wizard of Oz. You must find your ruby slippers. When you do, you will find that they ground you in trust, personal power, and the ability to find your real tribe. So click your heels three times to go home. Connecting to the most sacred and loving place that is. Living in spirit. Being of spirit. And knowing as spirit. Ultimately realizing your unity with spirit. There is no place but home. There is no place but home. What more powerful way to illustrate the fine line between reality and illusion, sanity and insanity, giving and receiving, the virus and the cure, could this time possibly hold? What greater gift could you give yourself than the time to receive your mind, your heart, and gather your courage? There's a powerful truth underlining this time of social distancing. The truth is, 
You don't need to save me any more than I need to save you. I can only save me. And only you can save you. Right now, embrace the most precious gift you've ever been given. Connection. And that begins with you. Life's reflection is revealing that true service does not occur by going out. It arises through staying in. Right now, will you stay in for the sake of the greater good? You see, your real self lays beyond your story, your current identity, or your present attachments. Cycles of life are fluid and organic. They're inherent with a guiding rhythm. You are the living river within life. Don't let those old waters stand. Let a fresh flow move through as you ride the waves within you. There's so much beneath the surface that must come forward for you to lay down that story, for you to allow that identity to die, for you to move out of your codependence of attachments. Remember, there's no place like home. Enjoy this time of nesting. Something beautiful has the possibility of birthing. You get the opportunity to dream a brand new dream, to build a brand new story. You have in front of you a doorway to a new identity, a new way of being and expressing, a new life that you can actually experience should you choose to discover what's no longer working. And you can create relationships that are independent and interdependent. What might life be like to not have codependence in your world? So I ask you, have you gotten caught up in your own insanity? Where? How? Why? And with that insanity... If how you do one thing is how you do everything, how is that thread showing up in every sphere of your life? Let me ask you, within your life, what is real and what is illusion? What wants to disappear and what never could? Because it's so real, it exists for all time. Let me ask you, how are you being the disease in the world, in your family, in your community, in this world? And how can you be the cure? How can you be the salve in some of your relationships? How can you be the medicine in your community? How can you be the antidote to the world's ills? Let me ask you, what is home to you? What is the physical home? And what would that need to look like to really feel like home? What is your mental home? And what clutter needs to be cleared from there? What is your emotional home? And what requires the embrace of love? And how do you connect to your spiritual home, your real home, the home that's always there, waiting? It may appear that we are all separate, existing as single points of light, but we're not. We are extensions of source, united, intimately connected, each experiencing from a different point of view. Despite the illusion in front of you, a great leap is occurring. Accept, allow, remain open-hearted. Crisis offers the gift of clarity. So witness your ego during this time, but commune with your soul. There are many ways to change the world, and the most powerful of them can be done in your aloneness 
or with one other by engaging presence, compassion, and self-inquiry. There's nothing to change in this moment, only the awareness of what exists. In that state of love, you will find what is real. Let the small eye in you serve the larger eye, and let the larger eye of you serve the we, and let the we of us serve the collective. A dear friend of mine, Stephen Harefield, who's also known as the American Monk, shared with me that corona means crown, as in crown chakra. You know, the universe really does have a great sense of humor. Do you really think the universe does not have a plan? The crown chakra is the entry point. It is the connection to spirit. It is the top of our rainbow body. Why wouldn't we be given something at the very point of where our virus exists in the mind to be the opening that allows our world to transform. We're in a great time where consciousness has the ability to shift dramatically and it is requiring all humans to do the work. This is a beautiful space and moment to allow yourself to vibe up, to increase your frequency, to settle down into your body and embody every piece and part of who you are and raise that up to the light and crown of the majesty of your spirit. What more brilliant way could the universe create to sit you down and have you meditate so that your crown chakra could open up to receive your higher self? An entire universe came from the Big Bang. If your life is encountered an implosion or any explosions, if our world is experiencing this particular standstill, rest assured that something wondrous is in the works. You are getting to see the illusion of separation as you discover the reality of deep connection. Both must occur inside before they'll ever occur outside. So use this time to be with you, to hold you, to love you. Life just handed you a timeout, a reset button. Take this time to discover your true feelings, your real dreams, your deep desires, what you really love, where you want to live, how you want your life to look, and who you want to make love with. The fool knows that it's time to connect to what your dreams are. The fool, the spiritual fool, understands that it's time to play. Despite what shows up as darkness or downtime, you can do the work and you can also create a new beginning. I want you to breathe deeply into immersing within the proactive transformational social distancing that you've been handed. I want you to dive into yourself at this time and give yourself the gift of you. For the remainder of the show, I'd like to take you into a meditation that allows you to deepen into more you. I want to bring you home, home to yourself. So as you get ready, I want you to take a deep breath, inhaling and exhaling deeply to the count of four, six, or eight. Breathe again deeply, inhaling to the count of four, six, or eight, and exhaling to four, six, or eight. And as you breathe, Ask your body to relax. Deepen into that home, that physical home that walks around with you every day, all day. Inhaling and exhaling into the physical body home that you possess. And as you breathe in and breathe out, Imagine a gentle smile awakening in each cell as the breath goes down through the nostrils 
into your throat, down through your shoulders, into your arms, your torso, your core, and your legs. A gentle wave of a smile that dawns in the body. And feel a sense of home. As you exhale, allow the cells to open up for any debris that rests there to start to rise and disintegrate, to start to come up as if rain going in the opposite direction, dissolving, transforming, transmuting, clearing. As you inhale and exhale, imagine the wave of relaxation that is now moving through each cell and organ in your body as your breath continues to move down deep and rise back up. The body is filled with waves. The surf brings up many things. Feel into each thing that rises, each emotion and each thought, allowing yourself to simply view and feel the waves as they rise and fall. And as you inhale and exhale, now take that breath, letting it touch each cell and watch the dawning of new light as if a sunrise is birthing from each and every cell of your body. As you breathe in and out, center onto your heart space. Feeling the warmth that is being exuded by the rest of your form. Step more deeply into your heart as you see a path, a golden path, one that spirals and swirls. It starts out wide and as you take each step on this spiraling golden path, you find yourself going deeper and deeper to center. Inhaling and exhaling, each step is with intention, with love, with commitment, in safety and presence. And along the way, you find certain companions. Just as you round the bend, you find a mirror image of you that is your mental body. It is half light and half dark. It is filled with calm and also with chaotic thoughts. Grab hold of this one by the hand and walk this golden path, making your way towards center. The further you go, you come next to your emotional body, another representation of you. Again, half light, half dark, but amidst this body are many colorful sparks shooting every which way in all directions, every emotion, the full spectrum of color the fire and red of passion, the deep burgundy and heat of anger, the light bright pink of love, the yellow of power, the green of envy, and all the other colors of the rainbow. Grab this one's hand as well as the three of you walk the spiraling golden path back to center. As you breathe in and out, you come upon another. This one is your shadow, the one that lives in fear, the insecure one, the intimidated one, the one that holds all of your density, 
and yet the one who loved you enough to walk every dark path, move through every swamp, encounter every forest and every challenge. Allow this one to be embraced by all of you, your emotional body, your mental body, your physical self. This time, let your shadow know that you have its back. Let it take the lead for this unconditional lover that has walked every path has always been leading you specifically to your crown, to your majesty, to your rightful place. And as the four of you walk, three of you following your shadow self, you find that golden spiraling path narrowing and getting closer and closer to center. Along the way, you pick up many orphan children, all of those scattered and lost from your past, those that have been hidden, ignored, dismissed, disrespected, and disavowed. One by one, they come and they gather behind you, the three-year-old, the five-year-old, the nine-year-old, the 13-year-old, all the different age stages that need something, that want something, and yet also have something to give. As this crowd, this family, this essence of you continues around the spiraling golden pathway, inhale and exhale deeply, feeling the unity of all your fragmented pieces coming back home. You're coming back home. And now the shadow leads and guides all of you to the very center where you get to meet the shining golden aspect that you are, the radiant light, the innocence of the divine child, the power and presence of your Siddic mastery. Here stands your light, not just any light, not artificial light, not the mask of light that you've carried with your positivity, but your honest, true, divine light. As your shadow approaches this light God aspect of you, the inhale and the exhale is the bridge to cross the final waters that separate you from this golden essence that you are. Upon meeting, the light embraces the shadow. The shadow embraces the light. And all of a sudden you realize it was all one. Bring these pieces and all parts together, inhaling and exhaling. And as each piece and part of you, the mental body, the emotional body, the shadow self, and each and every orphan child becomes absorbed into the light and into the dark, you find the balance of the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine, the inner and the outer, everything and nothing. Inhale and exhale, and at this time, click your heels three times. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Home is where I am. Home is where I am. As you inhale and exhale, breathe this light, this awareness, and this understanding into every word, thought, and step you take, holding the space of each other in the world as being capable. 
you need only be present to yourself for your presence is enough and in that you are the change in the world that you wish to see as you bask in this gentleness I invite you to breathe deeply into immersing within proactive transformational social distancing and continuing this work continue to follow the insights on how the world speaks to you through signs, symbols, and synchronicities. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are not in the world. You are every piece and part of the world speaking back to you about you. It's time to discover your conversations with the universe, your journey to love, and your journey to enlightenment. I invite you to repeatedly listen to this message so we collectively bring the presence called for. I also invite you to share this recording so that we allow as many individuals as possible to open up to their light, their shadow, their orphaned selves, and how they too can be the change the world wishes to see. In love, of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.